How fashion and luxury will evolve in the face of disruption brought on by the pandemic, new technologies, and environmental and social concerns is a question top of mind for the industry. What will fashion look like in two, three, or 10 years time? To answer it, we're spending 30 minutes each week with industry innovators leading the way through a changing landscape. I'm Hilary Milnes, and this is The Future of Fashion, The Innovators by Vogue Business. This podcast is sponsored by PayPal, the most trusted buy now, pay later brand, according to a recent survey, which gives merchants access to PayPal's 377 million users worldwide. Learn more at paypal.com slash paylaterenterprise. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Future of Fashion, The Innovators by Vogue Business. I'm your host, Hilary Milnes. Renzo Rosso is still building. His fashion group, OTB, which stands for Only the Brave, acquired Jill Sander earlier this year, adding it to the collection of brands that include Diesel, Maison Margiela, and more. More M&A isn't off the table either. As the luxury industry further consolidates, OTB, under Mr. Rosso's leadership, has potential to become an Italian answer to other luxury conglomerates, including Herring and LVMH. Here today to discuss the state of fashion and his outlook for acquisitions is Renzo Rosso, chairman of OTB. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, very pleasure for me to be with you. Great. So let's talk about Jill Sander. So OTB recently announced the acquisition earlier this year. Um, tell us about that process. Why did you think the brand was a fit for OTB? But, you know, uh, Jill Sander uh, is a fantastic brand. It's a brand uh, very well known. It's a brand that has a history, a brand that has an incredible heritage. Uh, and I followed this brand for really many, many, many years. Uh, and like an icon brand, uh, even I used to follow the collection, follow what they do in, um, and I think it's really a perfect uh, brand to be into OTB Group because OTB Group uh, is a special group. It's a group that uh, is an alternative to the luxury. You know, uh, we have this big conglomerate, the French conglomerate group. Uh, you know, they are so big, but we can. Uh, be alive, uh, we can be someone, we can play attention because uh, we are really alternative. The brand that uh, we have on board uh, are different, uh, are uh, like uh, brave, uh, are uh, super, super modern. And uh, I think, um, especially in this moment, that the fashion are really full of a lot of fashion, many, many brands, everyone have done something incredible. Uh, Really, the world needs some uh, um, more minimalist product. And Jill uh, Sander, I think, is really the king of the minimalist. Is really the super welcome on board of, of OTB. Is again, an alternative brand for the, the existing that are already part. And uh, is really perfect for what the fashion is going on in this moment. As you're onboarding a new brand to OTB, what is that process like? Do you take a hands-off approach? Um, how do you make sure that that talent is able to thrive under the new leadership, but also feels like a cohesive part of the overall group? I think we are a very solid group now. We are very well organized. We are really very strong, especially in the know-how. And um, because we have uh, from uh, ready-to-wear, handmade embroidery, bustier, shoes and bags. Uh, so we have uh, all really the know-how, we have the expertise inside our company for uh, to support the brand. So what we can give to the brand, uh, we can give um, all our expertise, uh, even if they are incredibly strong uh, in the product right now, but we can give also the expertise um, 
of the general uh, uh, overview of um, of our group. Uh, so all the finance, the legal, the HR, the administration, logistics, uh, production, that we can give all this kind uh, of uh, super um, excellent management to run in uh, area by area. And uh, that's what we really we can, we can offer them because they, in terms of creativity, they are already perfect. They are fantastic. I think just what uh, I can work with them uh, for supporting them, for giving visibility and uh, for um, open a store around the world. The online, that today the online, they don't have online. They do just 1% of the business online. And the online, we are incredibly strong. So with all this uh, ingredient that the OTB have, I think uh, can be good and buy a good uh, like a mariage with this uh, this beautiful brand for uh, uh, giving the visibility that they did. Yeah, and you mentioned store expansion, online growth. For an independent luxury brand today, it seems like there's a lot of benefits to, to being part of a larger organization, um, a bigger group. Was that the case uh, when OTB first formed? Can you talk a little bit about your outlook on fashion when the group started? How has that changed? It seems that the case for being part of a bigger organization has only gotten stronger because brands need to do so much more. They need to be in many more markets um, with a store presence. They need to be online. It seems like the demands on each individual brand have gotten only stronger and the group infrastructure helps drive that growth. So talk a little bit about OTB from the start and the offers that it gave to the brands at the beginning and, and where it is now. We starting with the group. Uh, even I don't know what uh, to make a group. A group means because uh, you know we have uh, more brands and more company, and we need an organization for running them. And my manager built the group, uh, and uh, the group that they built was uh, not something that really I fitted. Something that I was uh, familiar that uh, I am in love with the process because uh, becoming uh, a way how to controlling the companies. And this is not what I really want. A few years ago, I came strongly deep uh, into the organization of the OTB group. I changed a lot of the organization. And instead of to be controlling them, we hire the most important people by area, by professionality. Uh, and, you know, we offer to the brand, to the company, we offer them the best in class. And we want to leave uh, the company totally free, totally open to making money, to making business, to develop uh, the collection. With this ingredient, and now I think uh, this is why the, the group is incredibly stronger. I think uh, we have done an um, incredible process uh, in, in Margiela. You know, Margiela still stay incredible uh, without uh, contamination, very pure with John. Uh, I think it was a, a very good uh, cooperation even between me personally and John uh, was difficult the first two years uh, how him uh, bring uh, uh, the the philosophy of Bargella and now really we fly I think Bargella in this moment is the best in class uh, on the fashion industry Bargella maybe is the brand uh, that uh, every single creative director inspire from I think we have done same things uh, in Marne uh, after the Consuelo, the, the founder, um, decided to leave the company, uh, we put a, a young uh, creative uh, director on board, uh, keep a few years uh, for uh, understand, uh, feel the atmosphere, the lifestyle. And now even Marnie start to become um, 
from the fashion industry, we have so so many uh, people looking for us because the creativity that they doing in this particular moment uh, is really magic. You, you can really see soon uh, how this company can move uh, strong in the market. I think one very good operation that we have done was with Diesel. Uh, Diesel that uh, was my, I, that I am the founder. I left Diesel for many years for do all the rest of the business that I am in charge. And a few years ago, I was back, changed the management, cut the load distribution, changed the product, give again a vibe and energy. And and after I give in the hand of Glenn Martin, that is um, a, a creative director that are coming from uh, from the luxury from the luxury culture, the luxury mind, uh, in his hand uh, the direction. You can see the new next show that is uh, June 21, uh, the first show of Diesel of Mart- of, of Glenn. Uh, wow, uh, so so proud how him bring now all the the technology, all the know how, all the treatment. Uh, and put with an incredible new modern touch. So I, I am very, very, very happy about this in this particular moment. And so, of course, we we can do the same for Jill Sander. Jill Sander there, we don't have to touch the product, thanks God, because Lucy and Luke are really fantastic. I love them so much. They are perfect minimalist creative director with the modern touch. And also, I started to go in a very good uh, uh, relation with them. Um, we we have a chat uh, where every week uh, we can we can have uh, some messages. Um, and now, for example, Lucy is waiting for a baby. Uh, just yesterday, we have this um, nice chat. Uh, how is going on? Um, this is a, a way that uh, we working with uh, all these creative director. This is why we are different, uh, and uh, because. Uh, we work with them, and them are the real part of the success uh, integrated with our organization. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that that creative director management relationship is really important to the success. And especially, Jill Sender is in a place where it needs to scale; it needs to become profitable. Um, do you have a, a playbook then at this point for for bringing financial success to a brand without, to your point, diluting what what makes it so special and what made it so attractive in the first place? To bring the financial success is quite, uh, I don't say easy because nothing is easy, especially especially right now. We have to work in very strong and develop uh, Jill Sander uh, in the area where they are not uh, very well developed. So, for example, retail, I think there is a many countries where they are, uh, we have a, a lot of possibility to open new stores. The online is where really we can... Uh, doing a lot and this is an area where we are very well organized and of course we can help them for becoming profitable to cut or give maybe a modernity way to run the business that maybe they still working with in a classical way so maybe put some more more fresh manager additional some some new technology and that's the way that we can make the the company and the brand uh, how for to be successful in the next uh, the next coming years. Yeah, and when you think about what resonates with customers today, how do you stay in a place where you're nimble and able to respond to changing customer behavior, especially now we've seen a very disruptive year for for fashion industry for many many industries. Where are you at with uh, what what the customer wants? What's performing? Um, how do you set up each brand for success in response to what customers want? 
But the fashion today is very different than it used to be. Uh, the way that we set up the, the business now, you have to run in the industry from what they need and what the market needs. So, for example, we are organized with the merchandiser by area. So we can have a merchandiser from China, merchandising from Japan, US, Europe, and we can involve them in when is the moment to see the, the first prototype. Today, country give a big influence to, to, to the collection. You have to imagine that China, for example, on the year 2024, every two pieces, one uh, is coming, it can be sold from Chinese uh, people, Chinese consumer. So uh, Chinese must be very important in the way that we develop the collection because also Chinese at this moment are looking for a product uh, more fashion. They're looking for a product uh, more high, more, more expensive, more luxury. And uh, for example, it's a different than what uh, America are uh, looking for. America maybe are a little bit more conservative sometimes. Uh, or you can have uh, Japan that also super fashion, super beautiful. Or you can have uh, UK that is a particular region of Europe where the, the, the market, even instead of looking for something more expensive, is going to looking for something less expensive. So why I can tell you this? I tell you this because to, to run in a collection now is very difficult. You have really to work with the country. You have to, to be present in area by area. At the end, you can do only one collection, but the collection must be good for the place where you go to sell. So in one way, also, it's, uh, it's very good, this one, because uh, uh, we can create more uh, attention, we can create more desire for uh, consumers that are traveling from China to Europe, from Europe to U.S., from U- U.S. to uh, Japan. And they are curious, you know, the people that are uh, addicted from one brand, they know that country by country, they can find, in a way, something that is not in their own country. This makes uh, the curiosity, this makes um, uh, the retail that it can grow, can go, can go on, and the collection can go on. So this is the new modern way to run in an industry, to run in a brand. Uh, you really have to pay attention. Also, to run in the business today, uh, you have to talk a lot with uh, this uh, platform, online platform, you know, and... Uh, uh, so many right now. You can deal with uh, my Teresa. You can deal with Zalanda. You can deal with the End. You can e- deal with the JD. You can see now something a conversion platform, uh, and we don't start to, to move in there. So, wow, it's so many platforms. You have to pay attention to what is going on, and every platform um, also what you have to create. You have to create um, maybe a special capsule, a special something from them. And the way that you run the business today is like um, every single day you are there. You are there. You have to promote something. You have to show something. And, and the consumer going and see what you're doing. And the, the, this makes the brand um, uh, more desirable, the brand more cool, the brand more, ra- more right for what's the moment to represent. So there's tons of opportunity to your point. There's a lot of avenues to get in front of more customers. How do you handle that pressure? Because it seems like a big trend and an overarching theme in fashion has just been the cycle, the pace, a lot of demands on the designer and the talent. Um, how do you reconcile with that? You know, the designer, uh, of course, uh, the way that uh, 
we working is supporting the designer for what they need. And uh, sometimes also with uh, more of what they need. Because maybe you can have, uh, depends on how young, how they, they are involved in technology. Uh, sometimes you can have a designer that loves technology and some designer that don't, doesn't like technology. And what I try to do, I try to, uh, who likes, okay, uh, can be nice because uh, they can go directly to work in 3D. They can see the dress. Um, they can create an avatar uh, on the computer. And you, can, you can see the dress that uh, is moving, you know. You can see how can dresses can change. Uh, like uh, in, in a few minutes, you can have uh, two, three, four, five different dresses, different same dress and different color, different contrast. This is a different print. Or you can have a design that they are not familiar with the technology. I give to them the the support of technology because they need to understand how they can work with the modernity. At the end, it's the same. Is that on the other side we supporting them with all the modernity that they need for don't miss opportunity. Can you elaborate a little bit on the the type of technology that, that the designers have in terms of support? Uh, we have a lot of technology right now because uh, we have a technology for to create the collection, and this is a three D collection where really the designer can design uh, the complete or the complete part or maybe something in in uh, on on the digital way. The, the, that's great because uh, you can see the product uh, in uh, in a very short time. You know, uh, we also, we have already started to sell a capsule without to make the prototype. So we can just do the, the a little capsule just on the digital. We sell them to our uh, to our stores. And after, if, uh, if they like, uh, we can go in production. So we're supporting them with the 3D. We support the today technology in the way that we sell the collection because the collection is um, uh, until now still digital. And even tomorrow that uh, can people can meet each other, that the buyer can go back to the showroom, part of the, of the collection stay digital because um, on the digital way, you can really show how many different things uh, that you are not able to show on the collection. Because maybe on the collection, you can have one proto, but the same proto we can show to the consumer maybe in a different colors and a different print and a different uh, something additional. And so the digital uh, have done an incredible acceleration inside the, 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 our industry. So prepare the product. Uh, second, sell the product to the uh, stores. Third, the, is the, that maybe the most... Um, Incredible thinkers, things uh, is that uh, uh, we can deal directly with the final with the final consumer, and uh, that's that's fantastic because uh, we create a really interaction with the consumer, and the consumer today is becoming the most important things uh, uh, to think, uh, to talk uh, uh, when you design, when you think something, and uh, with the CRM. Uh, and now uh, we are very much uh, in uh, direct contact with the consumer. Now we are on the way that we have so many personal shoppers on board. So we give it to every every person. We give it 300 customers. They can really can have 
direct personal contact, they know what um, the consumer want, what they need, when is the birthday, when they arrive the new things, um, we can um, uh, show the new things that they love. Um, and I try to imagine soon that with the technology, we try to, we can uh, show them the new product and they, they wear. So because I can have your body, I can sky your body, and I can send you images with your body with the new collection on. So we, we are really in a fantastic moment um, for the fashion industry, for the new business, for how to develop um, the, the creativity and the, the, the way to making business. And, and, you know, luxury. Luxury is moving so fast. Um, in a few years, luxury can be double than what uh, it is today. In terms of the overall health of the industry, I'd love to hear a little bit on your thoughts and, and feelings. When you take all of this into consideration, there are so many more capabilities to get directly in touch with the customer, to appeal to exactly what they want, to cut back on waste, which you know sounds like a lot of what you're saying when you, when you aren't creating anything until after you know that there's demand for it. Um, it's moving towards a smarter, more sustainable industry. At the same time, going back to those demands, they're really high and luxury is moving very quickly. How do you balance that? And do you think that fashion is overall in a in a good, healthy place? Fashion is a magic industry. It's a magic industry, first of all, because uh, every season and today less than every season, let's say every day, you have to show that you are alive, that you have some something new. It's not like uh, the car industry that maybe, maybe they can do one car every every three, four years. Uh, fashion industry, you have to be alive every single day today of the life. One of the most important points, or maybe the most important point, uh, for to be successful uh, on the few coming years, if you are not sustainable, you are out of the market because uh, the Z generation they just want a sustainable product, uh, and also the the most important platform. Uh, in a few years, uh, if you don't give to them uh, sustainable product, uh, they cannot buy any more your product. So it doesn't mean. Uh, to be sustainable are uh, one of the most important points for developing brands uh, and for running uh, our industry now. As you're looking forward to, to what happens next, do you see consolidation across the industry staying as, as this trend? I think everything that we've talked about culminates in this idea that, you know, it's, it's harder and harder to run a successful brand as an individual uh, company. So where do you see consolidation heading? But, you know, we are happy for what we have in this moment in OTV Group because our brand are really in a very good magic moment. Our brand are very alternative for the existing luxury brand. And the diesel are so happy that it's the real alternative to, to, to the luxury. So we, we have, I think, an incredible margin to grow and run in what we have on board. Of course, so we are also open uh, for to see if there's something on uh, coming or come, can come in on board because we are a very solid group. Uh, and when you are a solid group, um, it's, it's not difficult uh, to, to have uh, some new brother, new sister than the, that can come in on board. So we are open. Uh, and uh, let, let's see. I am, uh, it's not that really I'm looking for because um, I think I have uh, a lot of uh, to, to develop. Uh, but if it's something coming, also we are open to accept. So uh, what, what brands are you looking at next? When I'm looking for something, uh, it's something that can be brave, like uh, brands that we have right now, 
one different from the others, and one uh, one brand can be uh, can be similar, brand that can go in competition one with others, uh, and they're looking for someone very modern, someone that um, you can see the future, and especially from the modern consumer, they can really feel wow. This is something that I can um, uh, I, I want to wear something that they they can see not just in something that they can wear but that they they can see the mentality they can see the lifestyle of course uh, we also consider when some new company can be on board uh, we can give our mentality we can see the a way also to grow the way to change or to adapt in a modern way the mentality you know. So I think it's a combination of this, but um, let's go back to your, the, the question is, uh, I really want some someone brave uh, that feel uh, that can be the alternative of what we have. You know, fashion is an industry where legacy, heritage, you know, longstanding brand names really do carry a lot of weight. And so how do you strike the balance between modernity, innovation, and also that heritage, that tradition. I'm sure, you know, we've, we can talk in circles around whether the fashion show is dead or whether the store is dead. And I think the truth is that these pillars of the industry will remain. Things around it might change. How do you strike that balance between modernity and heritage? You know, the heritage is, is very important because the heritage is exactly the history of the brand, the detail of the brand, a reference point because uh, you know when I think uh, to to a brand, I have to think to something. So heritage is really very important. And uh, when I, I looking for a new brand, the first things uh, I go into the archive. I like to discover what they have done, and through the archive, you can really find the real history, the what they have done before. So I really love so much the heritage, and uh, I like uh, to bring always the heritage. Uh, put on the wall, fix the point uh, that must be important, the reference point that must be important, stay into the collection. And with them, the, the designer, the new creative director, give the modernity, give the plus of who they was, of uh, who they can be. That uh, are not, not so difficult, not so difficult, and also not so extreme, not so a big change. You just have to put... Um, the right, uh, um, maybe new material, the right new silhouette, because of what uh, the silhouette of the 80s are not uh, good maybe for the 2020. You have to adapt for what the the market wants in this moment, but uh, it's very important to use the heritage, to use this particular mind that makes relevant the brand, and this is the reason why the brand are well known. What advice do you have for entrepreneurs and designers starting out today? You have so much of the industry behind you and so much more to come. How do you get started? Uh, an entrepreneur starting today, um, but you know, first of all, uh, me, I recommend it uh, even to the young kids that stop me on the street uh, and they want to be my suggester. First of all, you have to find your attitude, where you feel you are strong, where you feel you have. Uh, more possibility to develop uh, your personality. So the day that you find that, uh, you concentrate in that, um, develop that, uh, push in that, uh, go in that direction. Of course, what you need, uh, you need a team. 
because a team is very important. Uh, and uh, you have to create a team that uh, loves you, the team that you can talk every day, the team that you can divide the opinion. Because um, if you don't divide the opinion, you can have people that are going against you. But if you, every time you have a decision to take, uh, the, your team is a part of the decision. Wow, you can have people that go in the boat in the same direction. And that's much more easy to run uh, your industry. And of course, for me, one point is really very, very important is the creativity. For me, creativity is the master. With creativity, you can create a company. Without creativity, uh, you can go in uh, maybe... Uh, in a war of uh, competition, a war of prices, uh, that's difficult because if you have a product similar to the others, uh, you are not someone. So uh, that, that, that's not me. Me, I recommend the, the, the young entrepreneur, uh, be different, uh, be unique. Uh, and uh, it's so easy today, to thanks to, to the digital world, to show who you are. And uh, let's go. And uh, maybe don't accept the compromise in the beginning because sometimes if you accept too many compromises, uh, you, you don't succeed. Well, that's great advice and a great conversation. Thank you, Renzo. I really enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Join us next week for a new episode of The Future of Fashion. You can find all our shows from this series on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Vogue Business website. For more coverage on the future of fashion, subscribe to the Vogue Business newsletter at voguebusiness.com. My name is Hilary Milnes. That was the future of fashion. Thanks for listening. This podcast is sponsored by PayPal, the most trusted buy now, pay later brand, according to a recent survey, which gives merchants access to PayPal's 377 million users worldwide. Learn more at paypal.com slash paylaterenterprise. Thank you.